Oh my gosh, guys, it's recording. <laughs> That's crazy. That's so weird. This is Noah. Get on the couch. Get on Dude, the couch. Can you turn it off? It's not stopping. It's not. It's not abuse. Oh, not abuse. You want to come record the episode? Uh, fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard I'll that. I'll sell for twenty-five. It's fine. Fifteen minutes, guys. Okay, okay twenty. Me in the middle. Ryan's brushing his teeth. Fifteen. Uh, also, look. I'm in the club. That was nice. You got a Kimball sweatshirt on. Ryan brushing his teeth. It is. Wow. Half zip, quarter zip. That's cool. Dang, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, tonight you have me, Christian Beatty, and the OG. Noah Logan. Noah Logan. My name is Ash. He just had his eyes closed. And it's still a mentor. And we are wearing my exclusive Frozone glasses. Got them for the whole house. It's elite. And today, tonight, uh, it is 10:17, and we are going to be talking about. What are we going to talk about for? Hey Ryan, what were 15? we talking about in this podcast? What are we talking about? Ryan's brushing his teeth. Uh, this one. Yeah. Uh, God and emotions. God and emotions. Right. That's what right. Or? Um, I mean, I actually talked about that tonight. It's crazy. That's cool because the book uh, "Emotionally Healthy Spirituality" is on the table. Wow, which is really good. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, is that should we do that? Yeah. Well, now we have the integrity of lying to our audience by deleting this first two minutes if we don't do that. So. Well, we just change our mind right now, or let them know when we actually start. We can tell them right now that we change. Our mind. Okay. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna end the intro, and then you're gonna find out when this ends what we actually choose to do. Okay. Bye. Alright, we've discussed for maybe an hour or less, and when I say or less, I do mean it's been two minutes since we last ended the introduction, and we have concluded upon actually doing God and Emotions. Um, I would like to open the floor to Noah. If, uh-huh. he's, if he's ready to receive, uh-huh. to really start us off on some dialogue here. Here I am. Here, here you go. Thanks, guys. Well, I tell you what. I'm about one of the most emotional people you'll ever meet in your life. I don't hold it back. I give it straight up every time. Okay? You know? Yeah. You know what your Myers-Briggs, like, F is? Like, your feeler? I'm ENF. J. But like how much F? Like how mm, percentage? I don't know. I I was raised in a very like non-feeling home. Mm. So I think I think the pendulum just swung and then got stuck to the point <laughs> of like I just can't take people not being like real. And I can't take myself like not being real. Mm. That I just think it's like I just have to like be real. Um not sponsored by Be Real. This is not a shout-out plug. Not. Um, yeah, man, you know, I think God made us to have emotions because I think emotions is the way that you have relationships. Certainly there's an aspect in which you have to have emotions in order to be in relation. <clears throat> um, and we are in relation with God. And so I think also that reflects God having feelings. I think God feels things. I think God has emotions. I think Jesus demonstrated that. Okay? You know? Yeah. So, 
I think just especially for me, just in everything that I do, I just tend to be kind of like an all or nothing person. And so, like I said, I'm a very emotional guy. And I think sometimes I feel pressure like by myself and probably by the enemy and probably by the world not to be that way, especially as a man. I think sometimes the expectation is that you're stoic and strong and portray a very manly man. But I would say ultimately a lot of that would lead to destruction. Because, <coughs> I mean, with, with emotion, I mean, you have to... That's where all the real stuff is. You know, you'll never talk about any of the hard stuff if you just suppress emotion. And at least for me, like, talking about something, it takes all the weight off of it. Can, like, not like confessing a sin, but like just confessing where I am with others and into the Lord. Doing that, being emotionally vulnerable. I mean, God God just comes into that. And I think especially in times of distress, like emotional distress and, and hard emotional times, me being able to talk about that allows God to come in and say, hey, like I'm right here with you. I see you. I love you. Because I think sometimes people are ashamed to be emotional or they're, they don't want to share that. But I think God wants that and wants to see that. So I don't know, that's just kind of like a me being really tired kind of two cents on yeah. God and emotions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I would say, um, I know Dylan has some stuff to say, so I'll pass it off soon, but I would not say that I've pendulumed on the complete opposite side, but I have not pendulumed to the emotional side. I am currently on the leaning to the more stoic side of the emotional spectrum for sure so noah and i complement each other quite well um noah's wife will absolutely love him for the emotions that he has and my wife will love me for the i don't i wouldn't say i have a lack of emotions me and noah cried together in a canes <laughs> Fast food we're restaurant. We're not, don't worry, we're not gay. <laughs> I said that out loud. Like last gay. week, we both cried. It was great. In Canes in public, a bunch of high schoolers coming in from a football game or a lacrosse game. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I think there's just something so sweet to emotions that create an intimacy in depth to our relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, that is like so amazing and so necessary. Mm. Um, I would also say that emotions are not something to lean on for how to act. They often are an indication of something that's wrong or something that we desire, but it's not always an indication of the truth or what we should do. Um, most of the time, the I think of emotions as passion, which anything that has unbridled 
passion, where passion is unbridled, unchained, um, really leads to a lot of chaos, for sure. And in some sense, uh, not great things. So uh, emotions are great. Uh, they're a great indicator of things, but it is not a good God to be led by all your emotions. So yeah. with well, that, I'll give it to Dylan. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I probably would map myself somewhere closer to the middle, but I definitely would lean more on the unemotional, more processing things through my mind, like, uh, thinker, thinker temperament a little bit more. Um, but that's changed throughout my life here and there. Um, I'm currently on, uh, kind of, I'm in the middle of reading the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is a Definitely a good plug for this. Um, Pete yeah, Peter Scazzaro's just got some. He's got this thesis that I've been pondering. It's it's impossible to be spiritually mature with while remaining emotionally immature, and he experienced that. He almost lost his marriage. He almost had to step down from church leadership, um, and so I've been thinking about that a lot as I'm kind of moving toward going into uh, ministry and going into leadership. Um, how I can best engage in that. Cause I, I know I'm really lean, like I, I'm passionate about truth. I'm passionate about helping others discover truth. Um, but I do think there's something to be said about the way we communicate in the way that people receive truth. And it is in the context of emotions. Most people don't just read like lines of facts and then get changed radically and like empowered to go and change the world and like go and change themselves. So emotions are something that God has built into how we interact with people. And I think of some of the times Jesus is moved with compassion. Like when he goes and feeds the 5,000, he's in the middle of mourning John the Baptist's death, I think in that context. And, and yet he goes and feeds people because of compassion. And, and he also in his anger, like an anger that was probably built up over years of seeing stuff happen in temple courts, he brings a, a whip and he starts whipping it in the temple courts and, and flipping the tables. That's a classic story and then he also weeps like he weeps when his friend dies he knows that he's going to be able to resurrect his friend but yet he still chooses to weep so it's not something that jesus is detached from and and uh god even when he floods the earth like regrets that he even created all like there's this regret like this deep feeling of like lament and uh even when adam and eve walk away like i where are you like this like lament and and so i see it all over the bible um, God's character is is full of emotion, and and of course He's got what I guess we would call perfect emotional intelligence, and we don't, but we all want to get there, and uh, I think for us to to be able to like our all of our goals, the three of us, is like to to be as effective as possible at stewarding the gifts God's given us, and the the passions and desires so that we can make him known to people. I think that's pretty general, but emotions are definitely a part of that. And I think wanting to be good husbands is like, yeah, we need to be able to emotionally engage our wives. And, uh, and that just starts with community now. Like we don't need to be married to start becoming emotionally intelligent. So I feel like I've, I don't know about you guys. I feel like I've grown a lot in that area living with seven other guys. And, uh, a lot of that's like conflict. If you want to touch on that, Christian. Um, yeah, I think living with all the guys in the house has taught me a lot about communication 
Um, I was on the campus of the University of Arizona recently, and I went around with some friends asking people, what are red flags and green flags in relationships? And obviously it's like a state school, very secular. Um, some people would say like, oh, a red flag is if he's like cheated on someone before. And you're like, yeah, that's, yep, I guess so. You know? Well, I mean, uh, it's probably the, the verdict's still out. So right. We'll wait on that one. Right. I'm like, I guess. It's like probably going to be a red flag. But... Right. If your bar is like rock bottom, I suppose that counts. Um, anyways. Uh, and then, obviously, there's forgiveness and restoration there. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, yeah, sorry. Know. Actually, that was a bad joke. Right? <laughs> like, um, well, like, if that's so your only like, thing I, you're looking for. Yeah. If someone has cheated on someone in the past, that's that's not a good thing, and that would be certainly something to look into. But also, like, we've all fallen for the glory of God. I yeah. know I have. Yeah, yeah. And if you knew everything about my life, like, you wouldn't want to date me. You know, like, so there's grace, right, there's forgiveness, right. and there's restoration for all people. Absolutely. You know, like that's how God's love is demonstrated in us. We are called to love people in that same way. Yes. You know, we're not so prideful to say, I am so good and so much better than others that I can choose and pick who who I do and do not deserve. Yeah. Sure. That's yeah, good. you're you're meeting someone with a story already behind them and you're meeting them and you fall in love or you've become attracted to them for who they are now. And so as as you learn stuff, like I guess a good advice would be to like talk about how that might affect your relationship in the future. But in general it's like yeah, I mean, people come with stories, and they come baggage. with broke. It's baggage, yeah. But they don't have to carry that baggage. They, it's been redeemed. It's redeemable. Everything is restorable. Yep. yep. And you have an opportunity to, to show them grace, um, as you navigate that together. But it doesn't mean that there's not consequences to, to the ways that we slip up. Right. Um, so. Totally. Those are both true at the same time. Yeah, they exist together. Tension. Tension. It's a tension. tension. Yeah. Tension. Yeah. So, anyways. Glad that we clarified that. So they would say stuff like cheating. And they would also say good, healthy communication. Which, in my opinion, is a very... as For a green flag, I mean. Sorry. Is, is a very vague, very vague that'd be statement. That would a really weird red flag. Yeah. I weird. actually hate when they talk to me. Right. <laughs> Just um, sit there, please. It's so vague to have a green flag. It's like they're, they're good at communicating... Um, what does that even mean? You know, what does that look like? And while I have lived here, uh, I feel like I've learned a bit about that. Um, for instance, it is easy for little things to go unspoken. Um, there's little things that annoy you and get on your nerves and just to like, let them slide on under the table be like oh Mm -hmm. that's fine and that can be true to some extent right you don't want to just be nitpicky and and be nagging towards someone for every little thing that they do that annoys you because we need to be able to get along with people who annoy us in order to exercise loving others Mm -hmm. but which is why it's great to have roommates prepares you for marriage for sure um i'm super annoyed (laughs) that's not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I live with Christian. I'm the, I'm his roommate. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think being able to recognize, right, to an extent, when, what is the threshold for you? I think different people have different thresh, thresholds of where there is a 
emotional resentment towards someone for doing something that you need to bring up um, and not letting it fester and grow more and more uh, yeah. and don't continue to make excuses as to why you're not bringing something up. It is much, much better to just say, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now and I need you to know that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not that you're looking for them to change what they're doing or how they're acting, but that you're communicating that emotion. Um, and there's so much time, so many instances in my life where I simply haven't set aside time to just like be quiet and be still and spend time with the Lord to even feel and reflect on the emotions that I'm experiencing. Um, and so I'll go for weeks without realizing something that's bothering me until it becomes such a big deal that it, that it like kind of wells up into this thing that spills over into an outburst of being angry or being really sad when I could have maybe realized those things that were annoying me or were uh, disruptive to me, um, uncomfortable to me, that I should have communicated sooner because I wasn't spending time to reflect and to spend time with the Lord and to just assess where are my emotions, um, how am I feeling, what, you know, where am I at with my day-to-day life, which is why I'm a huge proponent for the Sabbath and taking time to rest um, because that's a great time to um, share with the Lord and talk to the Lord about what emotions you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And it's very telling uh, if you begin to talk to the Lord, like, hey, Lord, like this is really annoying me. And then maybe as you're praying about it and talking to him about it, you're like, oh, wait, I haven't even told him yet. I should really tell him this, that this is happening, yeah. and that my emotions right. are here. Um, so that's like been something that's huge for me is to be intentional, um, to think about what my emotions are and what's causing those things, um, which for me, as someone who's more of a thinker than a feeler, that's something that I have to do. Mm-hmm. For Noah, that might not be the case. He might be, it might be that he immediately feels those things, Um, but he feels them so strongly, and let me know if I'm wrong, Noah, that he doesn't want to address it. Like, it's a harder thing to address because the emotions are already so strong. Would that be... Would that be possible? For what? For if you are... Like, for me, I'm a big thinker, not a feeler. Mm -hmm. So I need to set time aside to think about what it is that I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and to reflect upon that. Or else it like becomes this really big thing that then I need to address and do damage control with just for like my own emotions and whatnot. Um, but for you, I feel like your emotional up ramp is like it ramps up much faster than mine does. Mm-hmm. And so for you, the struggle isn't to pause and think about what emotions you're feeling, but maybe to pause and think about what's causing those emotions or like what needs to be addressed. I don't know from your angle if there's an alternative struggle that maybe can be compared. Hmm. I feel like... 
I don't I don't know cuz I think when I am like emotional mm-hmm. I feel like the the emotionalness the emotions that I have lead me to verbal processing mm-hmm. which leads to realizations which leads to like execution So it's like, something's bothering me, I just need to talk about it. And maybe I have like an idea of maybe what, like why and what, but then talking about it is like, oh. Like it begins to like take form. Yeah. And then from there it's like, okay, here's what I did wrong or here's what's bothering me. Here's what I want to do better. So on and so forth. Yeah. But also like for me, like, like, being emotional and just talking about it makes it not a big deal for me sometimes. Like, that's, like, like that tends to be, like, the, the angle a lot for me is, like, like, if I'm, like, talking to you about, like, my emotions or something that was hard, mm-hmm. it's because I'm trying to, like, not, like, worry about it. Right. It's, like, oh, like, this bothered me. This is really hard. I just need to like, just like, I just need to like express that. I think it's probably like a desire to just like feel like seen and heard yeah. and validated, which is probably a good thing, maybe mixed with like a little bit of a bad thing, you know, because maybe like I seek like worldly like affirmation in that to an extent. But also, I think sometimes though, it's very interesting. I, I like, there's also parts of me where, like, that are, like, very, like, intimate and exclusive with God that maybe not people have. And I think I've recently gone through a season that's needed a lot of verbal processing. But now I feel like I'm in a season that is more of less verbal processing and more internal processing with the Lord I I think with emotions it's very important to slow down mm-hmm. and to rest because like to Christian's point like it's hard to know what you feel it's hard to know what you think without taking a breath like right now I was just thinking about how on Sunday I don't want to do anything because every day this week I've had to like do stuff after work I'm like on Sunday, like I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> like, like I'm like so like, just like tired and burnt out right now. And I'm like, and I like I feel like out of touch with the Lord, mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that that thing you touched on at the end there is really a big part of what I think emotional intelligence might be because I can't claim that I'm like there. But what I would say is that the times in my life where I'm practicing patterns of good rest and, and good like silence and solitude, it just there's something about it that's much like the person that I am in front of people from like after I come out of a good Sabbath or a good silence and solitude kind of day, uh, I feel like I I'm much more clear and like I, I'm like I think we just are so tired. Like I think that like that's I'm I'm we're like a college and like post college community down here in Arizona and like I think we're just in general very tired 
most of the time. And it's, it's because we aren't giving ourselves ample margin to like process things. And, and, uh, yeah, like our emotions are always going to go somewhere and we can either vent them out and process them with each other or we can kind of bottle them or we can kind of just stop caring. I think that happens to a lot of people. They become apathetic because they are just tired and they're tired of being tired. And uh, I was thinking about how some of the psalmists like interact with their emotions and and it's it's almost like, like Noah was saying internally processing with God and... It's almost as if they aren't like, like one of the dangers of emotions is if we like start projecting things on people and hurting people with them where like I start saying, oh, like you're this kind of person rather than like, I feel upset, you know, or I, I feel something like we should have an I statement about our emotions rather than like a you statement about like their character, because that's when we like break relationships up. And that's like the dark side of emotions and like Cain you know, it's like, like God tells him, like, in your anger, don't sin. You know, like this, this, like sin's crouching at your door. It's like a creature, like waiting to, to rule you, but you must rule over it. And I think emotions are tied into that. Um, I think there's a lot of wisdom in like us taking some time to think through things before we like act on emotions. Like emotions are definitely valid and they're real, but they need to be paired with truth. And, uh, the way that we do that, no matter how we process, is like over time. Um, just looking at this one psalm, Psalm 42, they're all over the psalms. They're like really honest with where they're at emotionally. But the psalmist says in verse 3, My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead with the procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise. He's remembering a time of praise while he's being asked these hard questions. People are kind of picking on him while he's already sad. Like, where is your God? Like, your God's not showing up and it's hard. And and he's remembering these times of praise. And and I think that he continues throughout the whole psalm. Like, he's asking his soul kind of internally, like, why are you sad? And yet, he's like reminding himself of the truth, like hope in God. For I shall praise him again, my salvation and my God. But then he just keeps saying, going back to it, like my soul is downcast, like I'm sad. And it's okay to be there. I think we, we've we kind of created this narrative that there's sinful emotions and there's like good emotions, like joy versus sorrow. But we see in Jesus a lot of both. And it's just how we process those things. And one thing I can say with Jesus is that he often was making time alone with the Lord like with, with the father. And, um, I mean, even in the garden, we get this really intimate prayer of him wrestling with the fact that he's about to get crucified. And, uh, and he's very emotionally open. Like he, he's, he's like shedding, like shedding sweat or blood or a mixture. We don't really know. Um, because he's just in anguish and he's honest about that. He's asking his community around him to, to stay with him through that. Um, so that's just a couple of thoughts. I think reading the Psalms is a really good way to process emotions because we can see that throughout history, people have been emotional and there's no, like, that's got a negative connotation to it, but it's part of how God made us. So we just need to learn how to steward that part of us, I think. Yeah, I think to to end it, just final notes as we round up on minute 25 here, um, like in the Psalm, 
Dylan just mentioned, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise in my salvation and my God. There's always this this tension between the emotions that we're feeling, but the truth that we rely on uh, with our hope in God. So I think it's important to always just be, you know, despite the emotions that we're feeling, to just remember, remember, remember. I think the emotions will follow suit and just like a peace and a trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone is gifted with the amount of emotions they feel or don't feel. Um, And there's a level of emotional intelligence and learning to deal with and process and um, utilize the emotions that the Lord has given us. And everyone's got to learn what that looks like for them themselves um, to love others in the best way that they can. So thank you, everyone, for being on tonight's Couch Convo. Until next time, this is Christian. This is Dylan. Noah. And we are now kicking you off of the couch. Get out of here. I got to go to bed. He's going to bed. Goodbye.